Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Cantori and you. 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 There we go. That one was better. Uh, great to be with you, pun intended. This episode with Sam the Cooking Guy. Love Sam. I've known Sam for well over a decade. And uh, we get deep. Not too deep. Not compared to the last couple of episodes. Sam likes keeping it light and fun. And uh, yeah, we, we have a good talk. But uh, Sam always keeps it real. That's, uh, that's always been our connection. But I do want to thank uh, our sponsors, starting off with Sony. Yes, I, I did say that. Sony is now uh, helping us out here at U Media, donating a bunch of gear. In fact, next episode, I'm going to introduce you to some of that gear. I got a turntable, a USB turntable from Sony. Oh, I can't wait. So we'll be using that on the podcast. Also, as always, I want to thank Tori Holistics. Wait, let me find this story. There is a story in the UT, excuse me, that somebody just sent me on Facebook, my friend Mike Spangler, who uh, just lost his dad, and Mike's a stand-up guy, great guy, lives in PB, love you, Mike, and sorry for what you're going through. Story in the UT, Delmar Fairgrounds to host a huge cannabis festival. They've inked a deal, the fairgrounds, for their first ever cannabis festival, the largest by far ever in San Diego County. As many as 6,000 people are expected for this September 23rd event, which organizers are calling the Good Life Festival. Attendance will be limited to 21 and up. No sales, sampling, or gifting of THC products will be allowed, but attendees will be able to bring their own marijuana to consume in designated areas. Now, uh, Del Mar, city council up there and all the residents, they can be pretty uptight. They would freak out about uh, weed at Ziggy Marley shows at the fairgrounds. So this is going to be interesting. Here's a quote from the organizers. If this gives people, <laughs> this made me laugh. If this gives people anxiety, maybe they should consider medicating with cannabis. The reality is that cannabis is legal in the state of California. End of subject. There's rules and regulations and whatnot, and we intend to follow all of them. If people have political or other objections, they can have them. But I think that train's already left the station. <laughs> Thank you to Tory Holistics. Check them out online at toryholistics.com. Not only do they have THC-based products, but CBDs as well. And CBDs are the non-psychoactive parts of the plant used to help with uh, lots of different things. Just put CBDs. I'm, I'm serious. Just put that in your uh, search engine and see what comes up. And uh, you might be surprised. Maybe you can find some benefits. I've had some people contact me about them. And, you know, I want to be careful and respectful, and I'm just basically sending people into Tory. They're the experts, and uh, I'm sure we'll have guests on to talk more about this sort of stuff down the line. We're even talking about starting a podcast on the subject, which uh, we might actually start next week. But uh, thanks again to Tory Holistics, and of course, South Coast. South Coast Surf, they're so friggin' awesome. South Coast is amazing. They've been in operation since 1974. Go support your local surf shops. I mean, obviously, there are more around than just South Coast. And uh, whichever one, just support local surf shops. Trust me on this one. I am very passionate about this message, especially as the bots, the Amazon bots, control so much of the surf industry. Let's make sure we support our home team. I'm not kidding here. The brick and mortars. The local companies like U Media, 
take care of these folks. And my little doggy in the back who's still dealing with this flea issue. It's terrible. South Coast Surf Shops. Find them online at southcoast.com. And they're having a big event Friday, May 5th down there. It's movie night. I'll be making a cameo. I believe Nick Hardwick might be stopping by as well. That's TBD. But uh, let's get into this one here with Sam, the cooking guy. And uh, what can you say about Sam? Sam is Sam. And here he am. You ask my wife what I do for a living, she'll say, oh, he talks. He just talks, right? Yeah, he just talks. My wife, my wife would say, I have no idea. <laughs> so, uh, Sam, the cooking guy, I'm, uh, I'm at your house here. Now, you've had... A lot of people at your house here in the past. Do you yes. do you still invite people from off the street <laughs> in here? Or? It wasn't quite just off the street. Yeah, but it always kind of freaked me out though a little bit. So for background for people who don't know, uh huh. When I started the show, which which was, you know, years back, I thought, wouldn't it be a good thing to promote myself by doing cooking classes? Sure. So I did cooking classes, you know, at cookware stores. There's really none left. And it got to a point where I was like, you know, these guys are making all the money. Uh, they've got assistants and, and civilians doing my prep work and serving, and I'm not happy. Like I make a beautiful salmon and then pass it to some volunteers, and like they go to send, hand it out to the crowd, and like one guy get a big piece of salmon <laughs> with no sauce, and the other person beside him would get a little piece of salmon swimming in sauce. I wanted there to be quality control. I was like, people have an idea of who Sam the Cooking Guy is from TV. Hopefully they watch, they think I'm funny, they think the food looks good, let's go to his cooking class, and they imagine it in their head, and then I could only control a certain part of it. Of course. So I said, fuck it, I'm gonna, Just gonna, gonna do it my take house. it and do it at my own. But isn't that, that, that puts you in a vulnerable position, doesn't it? The whole point of the cooking classes was people would watch me live and then go, oh, we like them, that. we'll watch the right. show. It was only to promote the show. And I did it for a couple of years here, maybe three years, like maybe once a month, and they were great. Never anything weird until the very last one I did. See, that's what I was going to ask. We decided to remodel the kitchen, and then I had to find a new place to do the classes. Mm -hmm. And I intended to do them again here after the remodel. The last class before the remodel. You know, people come, 18, 19 people would come to a class. Yeah. And try to keep it at 18. And then there'd be, there's always, you know, people knock on the door. It's a residential neighborhood. And I open the door and, and they come. I go, hi, welcome. I've got an assistant or two here. And they seat people and get them some water or cocktail right. or whatever, right? There's a last class. The door knock, bell rings. I open it up and there's a guy by himself, which was not unusual. Occasionally people would buy like their dad or brother or mother or whatever a single sure. ticket by themselves. My classes weren't cheap, I'll admit that. Oh, so people, how much were people paying to attend these classes? 150 bucks a head. It's not terrible. I mean, it's not cheap. I mean, look, 300 bucks for a couple to go out yeah. is not cheap. But as my wife would say, when I would say, I think I'm charging too much, she'd go, number one, when you put a class on the website, it always sells out. Number yeah. two, it's not just food. It's like entertainment. It's an experience. It's dinner. It's an experience. They're in your home where you shoot yes. the show. The dogs that are on the show are here. So... I have sort of troubles with that sometimes, but I get I it. Over. No, I, I get over. it. I get it. So this last one, the doorbell rings. I open up. And there's a guy standing there, and he looked 
fine, nothing weird. But dude, I got a vibe. Yep. That said to me, it's a good thing this is the last time. Really? And that was the moment that I went, wow, I'm inviting strangers into my yep. home. I couldn't do it, man. I will say this. I still invite strangers into my home, but it's it's in a controlled sense. Like I do, uh, if somebody wants to do like a 40th birthday party or something, I'll do that. Be- yeah. But they're paying, you know, kind of a lot of money, and it's sort of one point of control or contact. That, or like I do a corporate thing for, you know, a bunch of... A, a biotech company just got some drug approved and they want to bring 20 people. That's sort of more than normal. Thing. Yeah, but that's like a corporate party. It's all sort of corporate-ish these days. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, man, and I look at you, honestly, as being a bigger. I think when you spend time, my trajectory is obviously mostly connected to radio, but you've done so much time on TV that I yeah. think anyone who does time on TV, you're already in a different to the layman celebrity class if yeah, you will so. so because of that i could never let i don't like my mom coming to my house unannounced yeah. you know what i mean I it freaks you. me out so I, I look at what you've done i'm like whoa that's some cutting edge shit i mean seriously man like that's some progressive oh. cutting either edge that shit. or crazy or you're dumb stupid. you're a dumb fuck. <laughs> one of the two man right how did your wife handle it though that's my question she was okay well look, she was I, I had gone from a job of making money I had an. I was a biotech uh, operations director right. of operations for a biotech company. You worked here locally. You're originally locally. from Canada, yeah. and then you moved the whole family, or did you start your family here? No, we started. All, all my kids were born. Okay. So I go from being a biotech guy. Um, and what does that mean? What does that mean? Because I was I. A real short version. I. I was in real estate when I got to San Diego. I sold houses. I right. hated every minute of it. And then you got in a frozen yogurt business. Well, that was before. Right? Oh, that was yogurt before. before. That's what brought us to the States, frozen yogurt. That's right. Sold that. Penguins. The penguins, frozen yogurt. I remember, remember that. Penguins? Dude, I went to Penguins in Woodland Hills. That's where I grew up. Right on okay, Ventura. So, so remember that, that one? Was my brother, uh, my brother's advertising agency, what did Penguins work? And he called up one day and he goes, I was in Canada, and he goes, we've got this client. It's frozen yogurt. The stores are making a ridiculous amount of money. Let's get in. Yeah. So we got in. My dad put money in, and I was the I was the guy that ran it with Kelly and my. And that's what was, brought you to the states. That's initially. what brought us to the states. Southern it California. California. It brought right? us to Arizona. Oh, Arizona. Yeah. And how old were you at that time? Uh, we hadn't quite had kids yet. I'm 57. My oldest is. Uh, do the math. We'll call him 27. So say 30 years ago. Wow. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah, 30 years ago. And so we, we ran the store. We had it up and running. We had it for a year. We were starting to work on a second store. That was in, in Tempe, right by ASU. Right. And then we were doing a second store, and uh, uh, the guy that had the two rights to Penguins in Tucson wanted Phoenix real bad and made us an offer. We said yes. We sold it. Didn't make any money, really. Right. My, my Broke dad even. put all the money in, got a car out of it, and then... And then I had nothing to do. And like so many people, when they don't know what to do, I got into real estate and then ended up, ended up here. The day my re- Arizona real estate license came in the mail, we decided to move to California because we had some family here. Okay. Your brother? So my brother-in-law, Kelly's, Kelly's husband. Okay. Kelly's brother. So we came here, got my California real estate license, sold real estate for five years, hated every minute of it. Did you? And I need to qualify it by saying it wasn't that it was real estate. It was that it was real estate for me. It doesn't matter what you do. If you like it, it's the best job in the world. I know. If you don't like it, 
it's the worst job in the world. Isn't it true? Yeah. It's so true. I, look, I'm a Howard Stern fan. Me too. And, and I remember hearing him talk one day to somebody. I don't remember who it was. It was some somebody that had had like the world's hottest wife, and he divorced her. And Howard was like, how could you ever get rid of her? And he was like, dude, it doesn't matter what they look like. If it's so not true. working, it's not working. Yep. They just become a they just become an annoyance in your your heart, your mind, your life, whatever it was. And real estate, I hated it. What did you hate about it, though? Do you remember specifically? Uh, specifically, everything. I didn't like having to cold call. I didn't like knocking on doors. I didn't like being at an open house. I yeah. didn't like taking floor time when you sit there. And you're the guy for the next hour or two gets all the phone calls that come off of, hi, I'm sitting in front of 123 Elm Street and I see your sign. Can you give me some details about Oof. it? I didn't like being the guy going, here's the thing. I know it's priced at $500,000 and you want to offer four hundred, but that's a very long way away from reality. Here's yep. what the market is. I, you know what? And I'm, I'm a fairly personable guy. I, you just I, felt like a dream crusher I just, I at times. I didn't like it. And I wasn't really good at it. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't want that job. But I was okay at it enough that I made money. But you know what? That, that life is this. You can make like nothing this month, next month, next month, next month, next month. Then make and a then million. Make, right. A, a big check. Yeah. And then nothing again. Yeah. I say to myself, self, something good will come out of this. And a guy that I sold a house to calls me up one day and he goes, I'm going to open a biotech company. I need a, uh, a commercial space. What do you know about commercial real estate? Ah. I go, I'm your guy. He goes, all right, let's start looking. Hang up the phone. I go to my, my broker and go, I know nothing about commercial real <laughs> yeah. estate. Can you help me? He goes, I'll tell you what you need to know. Yep. And in the middle of that, looking for a 20,000 square foot place in Carlsbad for the company, he looks at me one day at lunch and he goes, this is, we're getting along well. I like you. I'd like you to come work for me. Interesting. And I go, what do I know about biotech? He goes, you don't have to. He goes, you know, real estate, you'll do that. You have a sense of construction, you'll do that. You'll be the facilities manager. Got, what, what do they call that? A salary. Okay. For the first time. <laughs> From working Got straight that commission. Other thing, benefits. Right. I haven't had, you know, paid benefits ever. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, apart from that. And, uh, and it was great for three, four years. And then the other four years I was there, I was there for eight years or seven years. Wow, that's, good. Started, that's a good amount of time. I hate it. Yeah. The last year I was there, I drove from here to Carlsbad, Carmel Valley to Carlsbad. And as I pulled into the parking lot for the last year, I said the exact same thing every time. Not this fucking place again. Ugh. And I'm telling you, if you're listening right now. I've been there. And you hate what you're doing. You have to figure it out. I know. It doesn't matter what you do. You have to like it. That was my, I know. My dad's line was this. I don't care what you do as long as you like it and it's legal. Yep. And apparently one of my brothers wasn't at home the night he started adding the legal things <laughs> and took a decidedly different path in life. Yeah. That's not the brother who got into the beer industry, right? No, that's my uh, my uh, cousin. Oh, that's your cousin. Yeah. Okay. Um. No, this brother eventually committed suicide. Oh, jeez. Went to jail three times, yeah. armed robbery and selling drugs. And No, my dad, it's interesting because a lot of the people that I talk to who live the kind of lives that we live all got the same advice from their fathers. I, I'm seeing a common thread here. My dad, my dad told me the same thing, yeah. which is why 
I, like you, found myself at nine to fives and found myself going, I'm losing my mind. Look, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you like. I couldn't imagine sitting in an accounting office doing paperwork, but there's people that love numbers. Yeah. They love figuring out those problems. Yep. Why is this governmental regulation not working properly on that guy's 401k or whatever it is? There's yep. people that do that. And those and are the love people it. that I want doing that. Yeah, I agree. I shot a show on a, on a submarine, a fast attack nuclear sub. We're under the water. I spent 24 hours on it. And we're walking down a passageway going to the, the engine room or the whatever, the galley. I don't know where we were going. And I come across a guy that was like 6'5". He's got a giant gash on his head. And I stop and I go, okay, first, the gash. He goes, I hit my head not ducking quick enough going through a, a yeah. doorway. Been there. And I said, yeah, I don't have that problem. <laughs> and I said, so why? I go, look, I crammed my 5 foot 10 and 3 quarter, 10 and 11 ass into a shitty little like bunk last night and i had to like take my legs and put them outside to turn you're a lot taller than me why and he goes i can't imagine doing anything else yeah and i said to him i can't i i I mean when when our safety in this country is on the line i want you with your you know bumped head yep. protecting my ass. You don't want he me. He did it because he loved it. Exactly. That's what matters. I agree, man. If you take anything away from what I ever say anytime I'm I'm on a mic, take that. I agree. But you have to do it. You can't sit at your desk in an accounting office and say, oh, "I'm so much a better singer than that girl that just made it through on the voice." You can't be that person. You can't be. If you're not, so if you think you're a great singer, you have to be out singing every open mic night at some club or whatever you do. You think you're a comedian, you do that. I teach her. Cook. A cook. A cook. Teacher came up to me after an event once and she said, you know, your story is inspiring. I don't like teaching. I think I want to become an actor. And I said, well, that's cool. So what are you doing about that? And she goes, well, I'm thinking of quitting. I said, okay. I'm just, don't take, you don't have to take this advice. I'm going to give it though, because I can't not say it. What about this? What about you start acting in, in local theater on weekends? Yep. At nights. That's the play. Try your hand. Because what if you quit and you get to some theater group and they put you on stage and you decide you hate it? Then, then you're after. What are you going to do then? I know. So start little, but at least start. I agree. You want to be a baker? Don't quit your accounting job. Nope. If you, if it's really in your heart, then go to a bakery and say, "I want to be a baker." And they go, "Well, a, we don't have any jobs, and b, you know nothing. Why would we hire you?" And you say, "Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll come every day. I'll come in every day, three a.m. for free." Dude, I just spoke at San Diego State and said get, the same get, story. Do that, and then a, a, a free pair of hands. Who wouldn't take that? Yep. Somebody you, said to me, "I want to cook, or I want to be on TV, or whatever." Do you have any jobs? I go, "No." If they said to me, "I did this at an advertising agency in Toronto," that's an earlier part of the story. Right. We moved from Vancouver to Toronto. I want to work in advertising. Got makes a bunch. Sense. Of now that makes sense. What does? 
you working in advertising or marketing? Realtor Sam, that kind of threw me. No, Realtor Penguin, the Froyo, (laughs) Sam the Froyo guy. Doesn't make sense. No. Apron and a cap. No. No, marketing guy, I could see that. Okay, so it worked. And I said to them, they they said, we like you, but honestly, we need somebody that can pay off right away. I go, okay, I'll make you a deal. Hire me for three months. Don't pay me a cent. That's my style. Don't pay me a cent. At the end of three months, you either say, we like you. We'll hire you. And by the way, not only do you start paying me then and you like me, but now I've known the business for three months. I hit the ground running when I'm paid. Yep. When you say, go take this to the Fleischmann company, I can get there without directions. I know where the copy machine is. I know how to fill the copier. All this shit. I know who Susan in accounting is. Yep. At the end of three months, if you hate my guts, you say it's been been fun. No harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. But not responding to my emails or not giving me that shot? Fuck you. So they said, all right. They they looked at me and they went, well, let us think about it. I go, you got to think about it? Okay. Think about it. They thought about it. They called me back two days later and said, okay, deal. I came in. I worked for them for three months. At the end of three months, they said, we love you because I worked hard. We want to hire you now. I go, thank you. I appreciate that. I just accepted a position at uh, at one of your clients. The client liked me enough That's how it from works. all the interaction that I had with it. That's but, how so it that was works. It. Yeah. If you love it, you'll do whatever. And you'll find your way. That's Here's how- what happens on Stern all the time. He has, he has strippers in or people or comedians or whatever, and they go, I wish I was a singer. He goes like this, okay, sing for me now. And they go, well, I can't sing now. He goes, if that's what you want to do, why wouldn't you sing? You exactly. should be singing everywhere. <laughs> People, it's passion, baby. It's just I know. Passion. I live by it. But it's also hard for me at times yeah. to navigate through life Yeah. because satisfying that passion for me at times seems selfish because I feel like I'm saying only at times because I feel like I'm putting my family on a roller coaster. That yeah. The, look, the day I came home and I said I'm quitting my job to start a travel show because it was supposed to be a travel show, and Kelly was good with it because she knew how miserable I was. Right, and that's my wife. She was the amazing person behind me. She's, in fact, a way better person than I am. That's my she wife. Saw that, recognized that. How how fortunate are we? That we have those people in our lives. I'm learning it more the older I get. Yep. I'm for. I just turned 47. Like isn't I'm it, now. Yeah. It's screaming at me, and it's profound. Isn't it interesting what we learn the older we get, dude? It's. I'm a different. Even the last time we hooked up, yeah. I mean, I'm a different friggin' human. But yeah. tell me more, man. So how did she respond to it? Like, did she? She was like. She was obviously supportive, but so uh, did it create strife and conflict at times, or it was just like he's doing what he loves, and I back uh, my man. I'm sure it did. She kept it on the back burner. Right. I came home and I said, I hate my biotech job. I think I want to start a travel show. And she was like, best idea you've ever had. You should go for it. Rad. But the bubble above her head in a cartoon would have read, Oh, shit. This is a terrible effing idea. (laughs) But what it's going to do three months from now, it will fail. Then he'll be out in the real world. And then he'll be forced to find something that he likes. Mm. That's what she was thinking. Yeah, makes sense. There's this expression that somebody told me years ago. A drowning man will grab at a sword. You will. If a guy was in the water beside your boat, taking in gulps of water and he thought he was about to go down and you pass him a super sharp sword, he's going to grab at it. I would have, at that point when I was drowning three months after and it wasn't working, I would have done anything. I would have figured it out. I grabbed a lot of swords in my day. Right. That's so a, I feel I'm gonna, yeah, that one sits with me, man. That's a good one. So, so she knew this was a means to an end. 
She knew without something drastic happening in my biotech life, I would never find out what I really wanted to do. So how long ago was that exactly? It was 2001. 2001. So I, I quit. Okay. So let's call it 15 years ago. Okay. I quit. And Interesting. So early 40s. Yeah. People say to me now they're, they're 35, they're 30, they're 37, they're 38, they're whatever. I don't know what I want to do. I'm a shit like, dude, I didn't figure it out till I was in my 40s. Right. I remember, Chris, being with my father. My dad was into big band music. Duke Ellington, Stan Kenton, Woody Herman. Love it, dude. Count Basie, that Come kind of on. stuff. Come on. The best. And he would take me and we'd go see concerts. We'd see shows in Vancouver. And there's always an intermission. We'd stand out in the lobby and we'd just hang. And he'd say, oh, there's, a, oh, look over there, there's Joe Smith or Joe Lewis or whatever. And I, I always did this. What, what's he do? What's he do? What do your friends do? I was looking even then at the young age of whatever, my young teens, what my dad's friends did. Because I never knew what I wanted to do. I hoped to hear a job description one day and go, that can be me. Yeah. I can be a hotel night auditor or whatever the hell yeah. she was. And it doesn't work like that. I could so relate to that. Yeah. I look at how you started as being extremely progressive because mm. I was still on the traditional media teat at that time where you were really forging this DIY entrepreneurial path, which is very- no money. Yeah. That's a different time, man. It had to be freaky. Yeah, it was weird. So I, I quit the job. I pulled together a couple guys that had done some video work for the biotech company. I go, here's what we're going to do. We're going to try and go shoot some demo footage, come back, put together a little reel, and try and sell it. Me as a travel guy. Not like Anthony Bourdain. Not like Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Just like a regular guy showing you that you could go away and enjoy your stuff. Right? right. Try something different. And a month before we were supposed to go away... 9-11 happens. There you go. So the days following 9-11, nobody's buying a travel show. From experienced people that have traveled and have been on TV, for sure they're not buying a show from Sam Zion that had barely traveled and had never been on TV. Man. So what did I do? I sat at home in the same spot that I'd sat many Sundays before with the San Diego Union Tribune Help Wanted General section. Been the there. big fat paper, yep. running my finger down the column. Do you want more coffee? No, I'm good. I got lots of coffee. I was just seeing if there's a little left. Okay. Uh, I'm golden. And uh, and I, I, I sat on the couch and I looked. Uh, Kelly would look at me and she'd go to work and she goes, she would go, now what? And I go, I don't know, baby, but I'll figure it out. And I came across the world's worst cooking segment on <laughs> KUSI. <laughs> no offense is what it is it man. is what it is it hey, was just there's plenty of them out there on all yeah, the networks the local doesn't do doesn't do no. cooking well but i have to say i'm on fox now a couple times a month they got it down they got a proper kitchen i mean i was on like a folding costco table yeah like in the studio <laughs> and Your barbecue. i had to bring everything they didn't have a thing fox has got it down right right proper kitchen they know how to shoot it and anyway the chef that I watched this one particular morning after Kelly went to work asking me what I'm going to do was from a local hotel. He had his chef whites on, including probably the big hat. Oh, yeah. They still do it. They still do it. They still do it. And he was talking like chef mumbo jumbo and, yeah. and uh, the stiff. shot was bad and he was stiff and the anchors didn't know what they were talking about. And I yeah. looked at this. I go, this is terrible. Somebody should do this better. 
And then instantly, the light bulb above my head and a little bing. I went, what, what, what? I could do this better. Yeah. Kelly came home that day. I go, I've got it. She goes, you got what? I go, I know what we're going to do. She goes, what? I go, I'm going to start a cooking show. She goes, oh my God, that's fantastic. <laughs> but wait. I go, but what? What? She goes, you can't cook. I go, but here's the, here's the, here's the, the model. I'll do shit that's so easy. Anybody can do it. That's if I can funny. do it, anybody can do it. And nobody's doing that. Yeah, this again, head of its time. Yeah. So I called the crew. We're not shooting travel. We're not going out of town. We're going to come here. Actually, it wasn't even my kitchen then because my kitchen wasn't what it is now. Not that it didn't matter. Yeah. But I imagined I, imagined I needed what I saw on television, yeah. a big fancy kitchen. And when I couldn't find a nice kitchen to borrow, I'm sitting at my kitchen counter one day. This is old Sam's kitchen. And I'm making notes about what I need to shoot in a couple weeks. And I look up and I go, idiot, what are you doing? This is a cooking show for regular people. You don't want a Rancho Santa Fe kitchen or a commercial kitchen all stainless like you're in the back of some restaurant. Use your kitchen. So I did. I painted it red. Ralph Lauren barn red because I had a half a can <laughs> of paint in my garage from a half bathroom we have here. And, uh, and away I went. We shot it. I sent out the demo. Nobody liked it. Sent it to a couple local stations. I didn't want to send to local first. Right. Because I said, here's what I think. If I send it and it's shitty, and I find out that it's shitty from their opinions, and I fix it, they're not watching it a second time when yeah. I redo the demo. I believe in first impressions. I'm a, a victim of the first impression. I agree. I meet somebody, they got sweaty hands, they got kind of a shitty attitude, even though they just found out something bad happened in their life two minutes before. I judge them instantly. <laughs> I'm not saying I should. I'm saying it's, I'm a creature of that. Wow. So I'd, ha I'd hate to hear what your impression of me <laughs> first. Dude, sweaty hands. Are we not still good friends? Fuck. We're still good friends. I know it's I get sweaty. I know I get sweaty. sweaty. No, come on. So so uh, I'm going to send it to outside people. And nobody liked it. And I said, fuck. Now I'll send it to a couple of local stations. If they hate it, then I'll rethink the whole process. Yeah. So I sent it to, I sent it to Channel 7. Because the, I saw online the president or the man, I don't know what her title is. The head person there at NBC7 was, I think it's Marion or Marianne. I think it's Marion Schwartz. And I went, okay. dude, I'm so playing the Jewish card. Oh, yeah. May the Schwartz be with you. Exactly. <laughs> I get it. I go, if nothing else, and she sees my demo laying on her assistant's desk. Yeah. And she goes, Zion. Hey, it's the tribe. That sounds like one of us. Throw that in the VCR or whatever. That makes sense, though. Right. I get it. So... I get rejected by them. Okay. In a, in a really lovely way. And if you hear the plane, it's because Chris and I are sitting in my backyard right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's military. That's not commercial. And no, as that's we say, full. That's, that's the sound of freedom right there, baby. There, there's been a lot of that. A lot of sounds of freedom lately. Let I've, it ring. Let it ring. How can you get mad at that, right? So, uh, so I get a phone call one day. And you know what? Look. It's the sales thing coming back to haunt me. I didn't like sales in real estate. I didn't like selling myself. That's oh, the worst. Because you you got to send, you send your shit out. And then Kelly would say, have you followed up with them? Yep. Shit. I, I don't, I'm scared of rejection. She goes, you got to follow up, sweetheart. 
you can't once again she's way smarter she's much better than i she goes you have to you have to follow up with them so i go okay so the next day she goes did you follow up with that station and i don't like lying so i go yes i have and i had i called that person at midnight when I knew it would go to their voicemail. And I didn't have to tackle it in person. So I get a phone call back from Channel 7. It's a lovely English woman who's, I can't remember her name. Mrs. Schwartz's assistant. Hello, Sam. This is um, Elizabeth calling from NBC7. Just ringing up to say, we got your demo. Loved your work. It's just not right for us at this time. She let me down. Soft, but with yeah. an English accent, they could tell you anything. Exactly. The doctor says, you've got, you've got a rare disease. We've got to remove your head. Awesome. I'd be like, okay, do you want to do it now, or <laughs> should I come back in an hour? So uh, the other station I sent it to was uh, what then was Fox 6. Mm. Do you remember Fox 6? I do. You want well. show? Remember their show? Yes, very what was well. It? Fox 6 was Fox uh, Ruben. Rocks. Fox Remember Rocks. Fox Rocks. Fox Rocks was uh, Troy. Troy Johnson. And yeah. I was supposed to do that gig. I yeah. turned it down and it went to Troy because I didn't like the name of it. It's I was such a, a dumb dick name. back then. It was a dumb name. They were assholes, though. You know, they shoot Sam the Cooking Guy. And then it was just like, you know, two minutes at a time. But they always I like, remember I got this. like short shrift there, man. And for people that are too young, that means I got no love. I remember this. They would spend. They had a, a dedicated producer to Fox Rocks and a shooter and all kinds of edit time. My show always beat them. Always beat them. And yet I got like, you know, uh, we can't make those changes because we don't have time and stuff. Yeah. And maybe it's a classic story. You never think you're it is cl- love. It is. Whatever. Like, but it know. was true. It is what it is. It was is. true and it pissed me off. And finally I, I left there. But... But so the guy's name was Alberto Pando, the guy that I sent my demo to there. And oh you know, I sent gosh. it to him. I know that guy. I sent it to him because he had a kind face. Yeah. And he called me up one day and he said, we'd like to talk to you about doing stuff. And he put me on the air. He got rid of the cooking dude that he had, a real chef, that was really like kind of uh, corny, that was in Iowa or something like that and had a little, you know, few station syndication thing. And he put me on the air twice a week doing like a minute and a half long set. Did they pay you? Do they you didn't mention money. Do yeah. I remember? They didn't mention money. <laughs> I didn't ask for money. I didn't kind of have the balls for money, but I also felt like, what do I know? Right. I need them more than they need me. Right. I made nothing my first year. Wow. Year you did it for free twice free. a week. Yeah. TV's so glamorous. Yep. And then I started getting paid 200 bucks a segment. Yep. And then... We started the half-hour show. Then your wife got a second job. Then my wife got a second and a third job. <laughs> right. Called my wife. <laughs> so then, then uh, I just have to say this part because it was so true. Then, the, then I get a call from the, from the county of San Diego, county's television network, do I want to do a half-hour show for them? And for some reason, I thought that my contract with Fox, and probably did, said, you know, you can't do other TV stuff without us being involved or being asked. And anyway, I start doing a half-hour show. It goes from a minute and a half to a 30-minute show. Being co-produced and shot and edited by, by Fox 6 then. Not mm, Fox now. Right. I need to make that distinction. They're now called San Diego 6. Right. And the county of San Diego's television network. That also did like... Uh, and San Diego 6 is even around anymore. Didn't they get... They just killed their news. Oh, their They're news. still around. Okay. But. 
They've kind of been, their news was kind of reabsorbed into right. Channel 8 and then went away. Yeah. So Richard Jones, the guy that was the manager, general manager of, of Channel 6 at the time, I'm getting $200 twice a week for these segments. He says, the, the half-hour show will pay you the same way. Every time it airs, you'll get another $200. <laughs> okay, I, I, look, I'm almost doubling my pay. So I call up accounting, and I go, I think somebody didn't get the notice. And they go, no problem. Just, you just have Richard tell us that. So I call Richard Jones. He's in New York on his cell. And I say, hey, something happened and blah, 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 and they didn't get the notice about the 30-minute. Now you get $200 every time the 30-minute show airs. He goes, I never said that. I go, I'm sorry, what? Like, is this mic on? He goes, I didn't say that. I go, I, st I stood in your office. Oh, you said I'll pay you the same way. When it airs, you'll get another $200. He goes, I never said that. So it was, I think, a month from that moment to when I took myself off the station. I quit on air one day. Damn. You and I have so many similarities, You, you want to know dude. what? Because the second that I started to say somebody, well, the weirdest thing happened. Richard Jones, everybody goes, oh, dude, that's his MO. He's an ass, and he says shit. Yep. What really killed me. That he played up his Mormon background. They all do. Like wear it like a shirt yeah. until it comes time to be morally righteous. Of course. And then he said no. Of course. So one day on the air, I said, look, here's what I'm going to do. The show was simultaneously airing on, on Channel 6 then and the county's network. I said, here's what I'm going to do. I will not work for a guy like that. I'd rather work for an asshole that spoke the truth. I agree. I won't work for somebody that looks at me in bold-faced lies. Dude, I feel the exact same way. Welcome Too to, well, welcome, man. Welcome. Welcome to media, right? So I, I, I said, I got to do this. And I knew he was such a low life. He's now out of the market. He got fired. And by the way, the day he got fired, you could hear media people who have had experience with him all over San Diego just go, oh, boy, was that a long time coming. Let's go yeah. have a drink. Yeah. So I'm on the air, and I know... If I say to him, hey, Richard, I decided to make a change. Next, you know, two weeks from now, whatever, a month from now will be my last day. He'd go like this. Uh, let's make today your last day. You're not on the air anymore. Right. And I didn't want people to think that I just got booted. Right. I wanted to handle my own exit. So I'm on the air one Once day. Once again, we're so alike, the brother. The segment ends. And just as it's wrapping up, I go, hey, I've got some news to the two anchors. And they go, what? I go, next Friday? And they go, yeah. I go, that will be my last day on the air. And they go, uh, what? And I go, you know what? Times change. Things change. People God change. Dang. It's just time to move on. You're so awesome. So by the, needless to say, by the time I got home. You were gone. <laughs> I was gone. Yep. There was an email, don't bother coming back. But yep. at least I was in charge of my own destiny. And is that what you, okay, because here is a struggle for me. Yeah. I would beat myself up going, Am I an asshole? Am I self-righteous? I mean, I look no, at it and say an the asshole. exact same thing you say. I say, I just want to be in control of my own destiny, and I'm not going to let some jag-off yeah. from Albany or from out of the market who just came here be in control of me and my family. I'm sorry, unless that person's on my side. And if he's not on my side and he's fighting me, then it's game on. And it's to me, it's... It's a little bit of a protection thing, yeah. 
But at the same time, I also feel like don't fuck with me. And I feel like you have that in you, too. But what do you attribute that to? Like, because at times my wife's like, you're too emotional. You know, you know, uh, when I have to speak. Hold on one sec. Astro! <laughs> Fucking next door neighbor dog. Yeah, I'm not cutting that part out for the record. <laughs> uh, when I have to speak in public, we're like a big event. And then, and ladies and gentlemen, Sam, the cooking guy. Kelly always grabs my arm. Her fingers dig in a little bit, and she goes, oh, God, what are you going to say? And I go, I don't know, but whatever I say will be the truth and come out of my heart. Damn, dude. I do the same thing again. And, and so she's – look, I, that's well, – I think that's kind of where you have to live, you know? Is that what she's saying? You have to make money. There's things that we all do, but I wouldn't, you know – I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say that I there for I don't really have a great filter, or maybe it's not a filter. It's a governor on on my on my emotions, my feelings, and my my mouth. Me too. But Hence where does the it... Kathy Lee Gifford thing on the Today Show? Yeah. But but it's I can't work. I you know what you said it about getting older and how you're getting wiser about you know your your wife being there and being the best person yes. behind you. People will come up to me and they go like this. Sorry, I'm trying to navigate my dog on my lap. No, your dog's rad. People come up to me and they say, I can't cook. And I go, look, it's not that you can't cook, it's that you don't. They go, no, no, I can't. I go, okay, remember the first time you rode a bike? They go, yeah. I go, could you ride a bike? And they go, no. I go, can you ride a bike now? And they go, yes. I go, what's the difference? They go, I don't know. I go, it's it's experience. Yep. That's all it is. The older we get, dude, the more you life lessons we learn. The older I get, the more I say, life is too short. Yep. I'm not going to work for a piece of shit. Dude. I'm not. I can't. That's me. And that's why I can't I hold. Can't. Which is why I can't hold radio jobs. Well. And which is why sometimes I look at myself and go, fuck, am I the problem? Because I can't suck dick. Because I can't kiss yeah. ass. Because yeah. I can't politic. Does that make me the problem? I know. So, look, I'm not saying I haven't. Well, I will say I haven't sucked dick. I'm not saying no, I've I haven't kissed dick. ass. Of course. I haven't kissed ass. But you got to find some measure. Here, here, It's like a scale, right? You put a bag of potatoes on one side, and you start putting pennies on the other side. There's a moment at which the pennies overtake the bag of potatoes. There's only so much I can take. Yeah. And maybe my tolerance level is a little greater than yours, but I find it has been true in so many things in, in my career, because I've had numerous ones like you've had numerous ones. Four or five years, this, my cooking life, 15, 16 years, is amazing, but it's because I chose this, and I love this. The other things that I've done Marketing, I was good for for a few years, and then it started to get go yeah. long and not and not work for me. I wasn't supposed to do it. Relationships can be like that too. I've been married for thirty-two years. That was supposed to happen, but sometimes certain friend relationships they work for a while, and then and then they don't work, and you yeah, have to divorce weird, a friend. Man. I've I've struggled with that. Now that I've hit my 40s with that part. You want, you want to surround yourself? I mean, people that I know marginally well, we should, we should hang out. And I go, you know what we should? I go, oh, look, I'll be honest. It's probably not going to happen. Yeah. I'm not being a dick. I'm just saying 
there's too much going on that I don't spend enough time with the people that are I'm super close to. I agree. And I'm not being an ass. I'm just saying. I feel the same way. I won't say, let's get together. I'll, I'll call you because I probably won't. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. And and I'm a little, in not insular, insular, but we, we like to just, like Kelly and I don't go out a lot. You know, yeah, That's my wife and I. Here's a question we get whenever I'm doing like a, an event thing. What are the restaurants you like to go to? Go, I don't know, like home? And they yeah. go, well, it's because you can cook. I go, well, I mean, okay, but even like a very simple meal or we'll bring food in. Look, we like cocktails, so we don't want to be out because we're not going to then drive home. Right. And we're like, well, you can literally leave your car and get it the next day. That's a fucking hassle. Yeah. I want to do that, taxi home and then Uber shit or whatever, <laughs> have to get somebody to drive us the next day. But we just like being here. I don't like server attitude, which it's a reality in life. San Diego is that kind of city. It's not a meaning what? It's not a, a Chicago, a New York. We don't have professional servers here. Good point. A lot of them are, and no offense, dude, to the to the the surf world, but the analogy that I use, like a surfer that's there making money, and I appreciate that. And a lot of them are really great, but a lot of them are like make you feel like they're doing you a favor by you, serving when, you. By serving You're right, you. man. I completely I like agree. That. I completely agree. I'd rather have a humble grilled cheese here and canned tomato soup than something a couple levels up at a restaurant and be disappointed in the and way how it they comes treat out you. Or how they treat you I or know. the way it tastes or stuff. And man. it's not that my food's amazing. It's that maybe my expectations are I want some effort to go. Here's what I say. You go out for the stuff you can't make, don't know how to make, or maybe don't want to make. Right. Sometimes you just don't want to make that grilled cheese. Fuck, then go out for that. Let me flip it on you. Yeah. With the success that you've had, has that ever had a uh, bearing on the relationship? Like, for example, women friggin' love you. Yeah. Have for decades. That's nice of you to say. It's Thank true, you. though. Thank you. And um, you're a good-looking dude. So what about on... Going with that, but... What about on the flip side, though? Does the wife wife ever get jealous? Has there uh, ever been issues there? You ever have to check yourself before you wreck yourself? I, I don't think I've had to check myself. Here's what Kelly doesn't like. Kelly has all the time in the world for anybody that wants to come up and talk. In a store, out. I mean, obviously, if we're in a super hurry, right. she'll give me the, uh, the hairy eyeball, like, we got to get, yeah. get moving. But she, Kelly understands, as do I, if those people aren't coming up and saying we're fans, we love the show, your dogs are cute, we made that, that sandwich, that salad last week, it was great, I send my, your cookbooks to my cousins. If that's not happening, I'm not doing the right thing. Right. And it's those people that will watch a show, that will watch my online stuff, that will listen to a podcast, that will follow me on Instagram and Twitter and, and, and Facebook. Yeah, That's the important shit. Like, I've never understood why, maybe it's sport, I don't know, any kind of personality doesn't have time for people. Oh, it's amazing. If you're, if you're fortunate enough, and some of those sports guys, to be making that kind of money, and then a little kid comes up, and you're like, I don't do the autograph thing. No, I saw Tom time. Brady do it right in front of That's me, just, man. It's horrifying to me. I saw right? it myself. And, and, and let me, I'll just say, look, I don't have that level of, Celebrity, obviously. Celebrity. Yeah. And but, maybe it would be different, but I think you have an obligation. 
So Kelly understands that better than than anybody. Yeah, you never so get any then. freaky stalkers but which, but which or lady like, friends coming after you. No, private I mean, messaging you showing up at your door. No, no, all good, all good. <laughs> uh, but but what she doesn't dig. We'll go to a, like a store and somebody will like make a big deal about me yeah. and completely fucking ignore her. Oh, that's gnarly. And that's not right. That's gnarly. And I, I go, this is my wife, Kelly. Yeah. Like in a kind of obvious sort of way. So what are you doing now? What is the latest on you? Because I know, obviously, my first introduction to you when you, you were on Channel 4, friggin' every time you turned on that Dude. channel... Still am, and that yeah. I, I hate to say it. It's just uh, that's it, right it, for you. Uh, so we so we look. We do Channel Four here, but it's also in another twenty-one or two markets. Damn. Yeah, which is good. You know, Vermont, New England, and don't ask me in them all because I can't. And Santa Barbara. And so Washington, do you monetize? Do you make money Phoenix. off of every market, or you just give them the product? It's getting to the point where that should be happening. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you're just delivering to the one outlet, but, and they yeah, do with that, it they what, do they what they want. They it. Yeah, but the, got it. But the but the but the you know, the, when I do other things, being on those other markets all helps. Right? Yeah, like there are people that will be buy books and then will follow the other stuff that I do. So it helps with all that kind of stuff, and then and then it helps when I do big sponsorship stuff. You know? Yeah. I do stuff with with Finlandia butter and with Bumblebee tuna. Just starting that. Yeah. So what's going I, on I with I that? I shot a shit ton of Bumblebee tuna stuff in the past couple of days. It was really fun. Was that here at the house? It was right here. Yeah, yeah. So what did they do? So it will be sort of me bringing my take on certain things and like being an evangelist and being a spokesman and ambassador for Bumblebee for tuna. Bumblebee tuna. Which Dude, how cool is that? Up. How cool is that? It's amazing. Dude, I made a, you know, say what you want about canned tuna. It has a, there's people that love it. It's like cilantro. You're dude, I love, dude, I love, can I had it for lunch today. I swear yeah. to you, solid white in water. Solid white albacore in water. That's it. Let me give you some before you leave. That's it. That's yeah. all I eat. I'm telling you. I'm not kidding I made, you. I made a tostada yesterday with it that you would have just crapped yourself. It was so <laughs> good. And there are people like. You know, I know one of my friends like, really, come on, you're just saying that. I go, who's listening to our conversation? I have no obligation to say that on the phone, just the two of us. That's I'm not going to lie to you. So how did you hook up with that gig? They, 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 they. Approached you? I think or? about this now. They, yeah. Oh, yes, they approached me, but I'm trying to figure out how they. Well, they're, they're local San Diego company. Oh, that's right. They're here locally. right beside Petco. That's right. They're right there in that building that the moved on to the. Uh, to the spot, they're There's right. There's a lot of tuna people in town. There's a chicken of the sea right off the freeway too. Yeah. Hey, wait a second. You know, uh, not Hooters. What's the? Uh, they wear the like the kilts. Tilted oh, tilt kilt. kilt. It's right that there. That building is insane. That building was moved there, and Bumblebee is the upper. They have one half of the main floor. Whoa. And and Tilted Kilt's got the other. Okay. And there's a bike shop or something. Yeah. Right there. And then, so they've got part of the main floor, and they've got the other couple of floors. So this content that you're doing for Bumblebee is yeah. it a national campaign? Absolutely, dude! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations! Yeah, and then, what's the other thing you do with? Don't you do stuff with Bed Bath and Beyond? I, I shoot for Bed Bath and Beyond every week uh, on their blog is a new Sam video. It's either like a product or technique or a recipe. Dude, that's awesome! Uh, and Finlandia butter. And that same thing, right? Same Basically, thing. yeah. I sh went to Finland in. September 
and shot some just great online stuff for them. And online is everything these oh, days. Yeah, you know yeah. what? It's it's like I'm becoming more like a content guy. You are, but that's where this whole conversation started. Yeah. How you've been doing this shit and you were on yeah. the forefront of this yeah. shit. You helped pave the way. I'm not kidding, man. I'm not no. sitting here because ki- I was doing the same shit. You just monetized it faster than I did I should and, start- and became a bigger celebrity because you were able to leverage local television yeah, I and guess. combine yeah. it to and, your and online efforts. This, now that's becoming, the norm. Now it's the norm. Look, I shoot stuff for Qualcomm. In the beginning, I was in front of the camera. And they were like, somebody, a, a guy a guy named Steve Sanders, shout out to a great friend. Oh, Steve's great. Super, super talented. Brilliant guy. and such a Steve sweetheart. Went, Steve went to, to, well, he's not such a sweetheart. He is. He's a bit of an asshole. Is guys, he? Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Steve went to Qualcomm to uh, head up their, their video program. Yeah, I remember. In marketing. And he said, you know what you guys should do? You guys should have somebody speaking in front of the camera instead of just engineers. And they were like, well, our product is like an engineer-based kind of thing. Chips and and blah, all the technology. Snapdragon. Steve goes, but the thing is, engineers speak engineering speak. You need somebody that speaks English. And they go, (laughs) okay, that makes sense. Any suggestions? And he went, yeah, Sam the Cooking Guy. And they went, what are you, fucking crazy? How could a cook? And he goes, it's not that he's a cook. It's that he speaks plain English people relate to him yeah so i went they interviewed me we talked they still didn't get it and they said well like what would you do and i gave them a couple ideas and they go how about you do like a do something on spec like a demo i go okay i'll do it so i did something called qualcomm 101 because i can i i my contention at the time was this is maybe 10 years ago if you ask 100 people in san diego what's qualcomm 79 of them will say it's a stadium I'd be, I'd be one of them. <laughs> right? And so you need some. So I started doing this stuff, and they really liked it. So I've done a ton of in And you're in still doing it? Stuff. I down now do behind-the-camera stuff. They'll, they'll reach out and they'll go, we, we have to do a human resources campaign for this. Can you, can you, would you like to be involved? And I go, I'd love to. And for me, it's cool because I'm writing scripts. I'm voicing them sometimes. Dope. It's dope stuff. I really like it, and it's completely different. And I have to say, one of the things I like most about what I do is one day it's for, you know, I'm doing a thing for a KitchenAid mixer. The next day it's butter. The next day it's, 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 it's chips for Qualcomm. It's shooting in a, in a farm in Finland. It's great. Okay, so when you look at that on the one end, yeah, yeah, and where we started doing free segments on TV, yeah. going to do a travel show, nine eleven happens, yeah. From that point to where you are today, and all this rad stuff you're dropping, go ahead. Was there ever a moment in between that where you yeah. said, "I'm, I'm going to go back to the biotech it company"? Was, it was two years in. I wasn't making any money, basically free, or a year and a half in. I said to myself, I think I, I've got a month left in me. I was phoning companies on how to go bankrupt. What do I need to know about? Yeah, being, I've made those oh, calls. Yeah, becoming, going bankrupt. And I, I, I can't remember what the event was that changed it, that started to turn what I was my efforts into enough money that that wasn't necessary yet. Yep. But there was that. 
And of course, as you know, along with, sadly, those kind of problems comes, you know, emotional problems, what it does to you inside, what it does to your wife inside, what it does to both of you inside. Dude, I know. How the whole thing relates, everything. Did you go through emotional stuff? Were you battling? Because... This is a space where you're building your empire, but it also, I'm sure, it comes with struggles. There's there's struggles for everything. Right. I mean, I don't care what it is. There's struggles for everything. And you can look at somebody, you look at the Kardashians and whatever you say. Yeah, I mean, you think they have it you, easy? If you think people have it easy because you're just looking at the money, then you're looking at the whole thing wrong. I agree right? with you. I got shit in my head. I should see somebody. I say that to Kayla all the time. She goes, maybe you should. I got stuff in my head that that I need to make myself a better person over. But what is know? the stuff you wrestle with? Because I've already, this, you know, I mean, you don't yeah. have to. I'm not yeah. your friggin' shit. But I'm saying just in broad stroke, what would that be? Just regrets you have from the past or stuff that you've done or decisions you've made? Really broad have, stroke, no, again. I, I don't think it's that. I think it's more deeply personal inside stuff about how I work, how I don't work, what I should be doing. I mean, my decision-making process is terrible. See, mine too. Terrible. Mine's too rooted in emotion. That's what I struggle yeah. with. I think that's, that's, I'm just rooted in sheer indecision. Really? But it's funny. I don't see on, that on, in you. On little things. On little things like what to wear. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I didn't dress for this, by the way. No, but so you, you always look that. on point. But but it's just honestly, it's ridiculous that kind of that kind of stuff. I mean, in the beginning it was what people thought of me, and I let that shit eat me up. And me too. Finally, one day, I, I finally figured out I, I I can't I can't. What do I care? I know. I'd get emails from people going, "You piece of shit. Who do you think you are? You can't cook. I watched you do this." I watched you touch your dog. I watched you not do that. You don't hold the candle to whatever. And finally, I think. And would that stuff eat you up? Eat me up horribly. Me too. And I would write emails back, Chris, yep. like I'd stay up for hours at night. Wait, you don't understand. And here's who I am. And every pages and pages. And, and Kelly would say, What are you doing? Why are you doing that to yourself? It's my wife. And finally, I realized, well, I'm trying to hold myself to. Some other standard. It was like the, the simple example is I believed my kitchen needed to look like every other cooking show's kitchen. Yeah. And finally I said, wait, I'm not trying. I shouldn't try to be them. I should try to be me. The world doesn't need another Emerald or Bobby Flay. Right. They're already there. They're already doing their thing well. Yeah. I should just try and be me. People don't need another, what's her name? Paula Dean. No. A Paula Dean. And everybody, remember whole her whole thing? She was the uh, she was the one. She's the big the, hypocrite, right? The N word. That yeah, one. yeah, the hypocrite. And everybody's like, "Man, you must hate her." Like, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't like the use of the word, but what? It's terrible. I go. Here's why I hate Paula Dean. I hate Paula Dean because she she got she gave I don't know she gave herself diabetes, but her diet or whatever or her history or her family history, whatever, she ended up with diabetes. And she kept it a secret until she made a deal with a biotech company to promote their product. Ugh. That's why I hate politics. <laughs> the N-word thing? Yeah, I'm fully opposed to that. But look at her age yeah. and where she grew up. She grew up in a time 
when that was the norm. I'm not, of course, yeah, I'm not no, saying she's not right, getting a pass. But as my but, as my grandfather would say, or my grandparents, she came by it honestly. Yeah. I'm not giving her a pass. I get and in it. This day and age, she should know. But I think I it's get morally it. reprehensible both. But the intentionally keeping her diabetes a secret until she could say, "Hey, y'all, I done got myself diabetes." But yep. if you don't have to, but get yourself this drug. She should have come out and say, "I done ate myself into diabetes." Exactly. But you shouldn't. Right. So watch what you eat. Because she was pushing shitty food all along. She's pushing shitty food, which is which is fine. Hence That's the hypocrite niche. thing I said. It's, yeah. it's her niche. That's fine. But when you get diabetes because of it, if she yeah. got it because of it, then come out and say, hey, don't y'all just eat like this all the time. Find some moderation, y'all. Yep. But what's interesting, man, just to go back quickly, and yeah. we can even end here because it's so profound to me, is... Just uh, you being affected by perception and others' yeah. perception of you as you were building what you've created. Can, and I can just so relate to that and how freeing yeah. it is, it is when so you free. stop Look, fucking caring. Kelly would say, I still kind of care about that stuff. And my wife would say the same yeah. thing. But I'm way freer of it now. Than I was then. Me too. Way freer. I get that, man. Way freer. And, and just you, 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 you cannot let it chew you to bits. I what know. do I give a shit? Hey, if you don't like me, that's fine. Don't watch me. Yeah, that's on you. People would go like this. You know, you can't cook, blah, blah, blah. Don't care about that. He's a shitty this, whatever. Don't care about that. Yep. He's trying to be, and that's the thing that really killed me. Yep. I'm not trying to be anything. Yep. People will say to me, my people that know me, you're the exact same guy on TV. I know. I go, well, thank you. I'm not trying to be cool or hip or like anybody. Man, I can relate. I'm trying to just be me. If you don't like it, don't watch me. It's so, I could so, oh, I could so fucking relate. I just got a text or a a thing on Twitter the other day. Someone was firing up on me and I was feeding the trolls. (laughs) <laughs> and he went off and he said, stop acting like a cele-. He went all this other stuff he was saying about me. But the one that got me was yeah. he said, stop acting like a celebrity because you're not one. You have never been anything but you. And that's Ever. all I've been trying to do is just fucking be me. So people when people are, say that, I'm like, Ugh! look, dude, here's my example. I go like this. You could walk down the street and for no reason hand out five dollar bills to people. Hi, you don't know me. Here you go, $5. Hi, you don't know me. Here you go, $5. Somebody would find a way to complain about that. You're right. Can I have two? No, just one. Asshole. Yeah. Just one? Well, I just gave you $5 for nothing. You gave that one five, him five singles, though. I'd rather have five singles than a $5 bill. My friend's in the store. Can I? No. Asshole. People will always find a way to complain about anything. Yeah. Anything. We changed my online stuff. Sam, the cooking guy online that I used to call the live cast. That's not yeah, I remember that. Because it didn't make sense. Yeah. We changed it. It started off at like a half an hour. Then it became an hour, even an hour and a half sometimes. Now it's like 10 minutes. In the same two, cent- two tweets or posts or Instagram responses. Love it. Love the short version. Next one. Can't stand it. Yeah. Why have you changed? Yeah. You're always, it doesn't matter. I don't read half that stuff anymore. You can't, man. Well, for the record, having known you and knowing you for a while now, I've never looked at you as anything but confident, secure, 
kick-ass and a friggin' just stand-up dude who's always treated me well, you're gonna like an equal. Well, you're going to say because you want butter. It's Definitely. good hanging with you. Thanks a lot. You're the best. All right, uh, Sam, the cooking guy, thank you for checking it out. If, if you're new to the program and would like to sponsor, feel free to email us. It's info, info, I-N-F-O, at U, Y-E-W, online.com. We uh, may be looking into uh, putting Sam on the network here in the near future, but we appreciate your continued support. And uh, until next time, be well and much aloha.